Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Right Type. Today I'm joined with Shannon Smart. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but we're going to be discussing um, submission and yeah. So Shannon, um, could you just introduce to everyone what submission is? So submission is when your agent sends a pitch to editors at publishing houses and they hopefully request your book based on that pitch. They read, they get their team to do second reads so that they can go into um, something called an acquisitions meeting and pitch your book to the entire house and convince them why they should be the ones to publish your book. Yeah. That was great. Um, And could you tell everyone who you are and tell us about your book? Yep. So I uh, have a YA fantasy. I'm debuting in 2021. It's called Witches Steeped in Gold. It's coming um, from the US via Harpertine and the UK via Hopkey Books. It is set in a Caribbean-inspired world. Um, It's about a witch and the daughter of a witch from rival castes who team up to take down a mutual enemy, whatever the cost, literally. My um, my tagline is, trust no witch. Um, And I take that very seriously. That sounds amazing. I've (laughs) been so excited for it since I heard it announced. Oh, thank you. I'm excited for your book as well. Thank you. Cannot wait. Um, Because you like unlikable like heroes and heroines as well don't don't you love it i love um morally gray people yeah so that's very much so that's that's uh that's that's what i've gone with in my book without spoiling too much (laughs) and could you just walk us through the process of you getting an agent and how many books you wrote before you signed and was there a lot of interest like how hard was the journey for you as a black woman in this industry it was it was a long road to get an agent. So I decided when I was 15 that I wanted to be a writer because that's when I figured out that people actually wrote the books that I had adorning my shelves. Um, and I wrote like a massive 100,000 word monster that um, was, was, it was so bad. <laughs> but I actually had the nerve to, to query it. Um, and then I wrote another book and that went through various different drafts. I think I did like four different drafts of that book. Um, then I wrote a middle grade, um, two middle grades actually. And then I wrote Witches in 2016 through to 2017. And I got a little bit of agent interest. And then I subbed for Pitch Wars. I got into Pitch Wars and I pulled my book from those agents and said that I would be working on it. Pitch Wars happened. I didn't showcase because I ended up doing, like, rewriting the entire book. So the essence and the heart of it stayed the same. But the plot and events that unfolded in the, unfolded in the book, I went back and did lots of that. Again, I changed it from third person to first person. Um, so I didn't end up querying witches until June of last year. And I sent like only eight, eight or nine query letters out. Um, I kept it very, very, very small. Only one UK agent, actually, someone who had expressed interest in witches before, no, two, two UK agents. Um, one who I pulled it from the year before and or earlier that year, no, the year before. And then another one who had read like a very early draft of it at a writer's conference. Um, 
and then the rest were all US agents. And within those agents was my current agent, um, Taylor Haggerty and Root Literary. So I got an offer of rep fairly quickly and I notified everyone. Um, and then everyone sort of requested falls or I had falls requested before and then they requested falls after I notified them about the offer of rep. And Taylor got back to me close to the end of my sort of deadline because I know you've done an agent podcast already an agent episode already but um you notify them when you have an offer of rep and you give them a sort of deadline and taylor got back to me um on like the friday and i think the deadline was the monday and she requested the full and she read it over the weekend and called me on the monday or i got the email like you know can we have the call and i was like oh my goodness um and then she offered me representation and yeah so it was a long journey but um, Witches was definitely the best book I had written out of all of the other ones I had daringly tried to query. Um, yeah. And how many rounds of edits did you do with your agent? Oh, I wrote this down. <laughs> um, so we did, I got my letter on the 11th of August. I'd literally just landed from a family reunion in Jamaica. And um, I did one big round. I sent that a month later. And then, like, a week after sending it, I wasn't happy with the ending. So I asked her for extra time to just change, like, the last, like, the transition from Act 2, the end of Act 2 to Act 3. Um, and then I took, like, a couple of weeks, or I took maybe eight days. Um, I remember emailing her, like, my characters have so many feelings, and I'm just struggling to thing rein them in um so we had a good laugh about that mine was more hysterical laughter (laughs) and then I yeah so it was kind of like a round and a third sort of um so I did a huge revamp and then I did just the ending and then like one and a bit um uh well I did the manuscript one and a sort of bit one and a half times or like line edits um and then and then it went out so I got my letter in August 11th of August and then we went on submission on October 17th wow yeah it was it was very quick it would have been earlier but you know my characters and all their feelings just held me up <laughs> as they do yeah <laughs> um similarly I feel like um I got an offer from my agent pretty quickly as well and um yeah. I've already discussed it in the agent episode, so I won't go into um, the whole process of how I got my agent again. But no, no, you can tell me. Oh, you you want to know? <laughs> um, and I just cut it out then. Um, but yeah, I queried two other books before. Yeah. Um, and they were crap. Well, the second one wasn't that crap. I just think it wasn't for the market. It was like the characters were nineteen, yeah. um, which is risky. Um, and then the first one was just horrible. I just wrote a book. I didn't even edit it. I was like, this is amazing, and I just sent it yeah. out. <laughs> I was the same. Can you imagine? It's just so exciting when you finish a first draft that you just yeah. don't think about if it's good. It's a huge accomplishment. To it is complete something. It's like giving mum well, just it's like giving birth, but <laughs> mentally. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, it's like so painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrific imagery. Um, but um, yeah, sorry. Go on. 
And then in with editing in preparation for submission, I spent a month and a bit just editing with my agent back and forth and um, we yeah. done like two rounds and then we sent it out i think the 14th of september oh wow yeah i was i was still in revisions i was like in the in the mire in the thick of it <laughs> untangling various plot threads and yeah doing everything did you add many words to your revision did much change or um, things changed, but the word count, I don't think it went up that much. Like, um, my first draft of Ace of Spades was very tiny. It was like 57,000 words. That's not tiny. That's still big. Really? Yeah, that's still a good size. I felt like when I talk to my other friends who write fantasy, for example, their first drafts are just monsters. And so I'm always so jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I wrote I've just added about 43,000 words to the draft I sent to my editor oh my god um, a couple weeks ago yeah and it was like writing another book but no 57,000 words is still a good size and by the time I actually was um on submission and had already gotten my agent it was around 70,000 words oh okay and now it's like 90,000 words yeah nice and meaty it's almost a little bit freeing when you have an agent and the word count doesn't well, it matters, but it kind of you feel a little bit better about adding words um, because you already have someone in your corner, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then it's like the same with your editor. You don't necessarily feel bad if the book grows because they will help you hack it back or they, in some cases, are like it needed those extra words and that's fine. Um when you're trying to query you've got to come up against the gatekeepers and you don't want to query with a like a 125,000 word manuscript because who's going to read it you know exactly yeah and so many people they um like I understand like a lot of books do need that amount of words um so I kind of sympathize with people that are trying to cut it down so that they could get an agent yes but at the same time it's the reality yeah it's tough um like so I added about 30,000 words before submission um, and I cut some and then I added. So it subbed at just under 100,000 words. Um, yeah, so it was, submission is kind of a blur. Um, I wasn't, so I'd left my full-time teaching job um, in the summer. So I had like my days to just write and write and write and it was just a, whirlwind of hunched over a computer and just banging out these words to polish this manuscript and get it in as best shape as possible same i mean i was at you like i'm at university right now so i just spend my days ignoring my work and trying to (laughs) write a lot of books (laughs) oh do you know i feel like i did that too but i didn't have the excuse of being on a publishing deadline (laughs) so you're okay my actions, however, were definitely questionable. What were your expectations before submission? I I read so many blogs. I went on Google and I typed in every variation of blog post title I could think of. And there's this one really great series. I think it's on Pub Rants. I tried finding it, actually, and I, I couldn't 
find it again. But it was just um, pages and pages of authors sharing their experiences of, pub, of um, submission. And it just shows you how varied the timeline is. So for some people, they can sell like overnight. Um, for some people, they sell in a week. For some people, they sold after like three, four months. Someone sold after a year. So for me, it let me know not to really expect anything kind of um because submission is like a wild dance everyone is sort of whirling around and you're going to have this partner and that partner sometimes you might not have a partner but the music goes on and the dancing goes on around you um and just to kind of roll with it um I was also really busy so I didn't really have time to kind of think about what was going to happen I would I will say actually I was followed by an editor um at a big five and I got so excited and I emailed Taylor and I was like oh my goodness so and so's just followed me on Twitter and oh my goodness they've just followed me on Instagram as well and she was like yeah they're really excited about your book and that kind of was I guess when I allowed myself to really accept that it's going to be sent out to publishers um and editors in New York City they're going to be reading my words that's actually insane given that I wrote most of them in my pajamas you know or like after work when I was working um so it was it was it was a mixed bag of emotions before submission I was similar actually I done so much research I watched all of Alexa Dunn's videos multiple times oh yeah and I was just like I was nervous but at the same time I had such low expectations because I have so many friends who have gone on submission Mm-hmm. and it hasn't gone anywhere or yeah. they've had to like write another book before it goes anywhere and so yeah. I was just kind of like you know what I've gotten this far if it like happens it happens if it doesn't then oh well but I also prepared for having to wait for months without any response yep um but yeah I was really low expectations I didn't I wasn't as busy as you I was I was doing nothing just going to <laughs> university and that's not nothing I mean not going to university, I guess. <laughs> Missing lectures. <laughs> Should you be saying this? I shouldn't, but I feel like <laughs> my lecturers, from looking at me and my enthusiasm, they can tell I'm not really excited or like happy to be there. <laughs> uh, I don't think I, I don't know of anyone who is excited to sort of wake up at the crack of dawn and go. But it just—I think with submission, it's like, like you said, you expect the worst, but you almost arm yourself um with all the knowledge that you can because it's a bit like it is a little bit like going into like the dance this wild dance or going into battle or whatever um but it is definitely best to not to not expect anything that way you're less likely to sort of be hurt and disappointed when things don't immediately start happening i agree i feel like that was amazing imagery i'm gonna use that in the show notes because that was amazing (laughs) It's like arming yourself with this information to kind of lessen the blow. Or I don't know, yeah. is it to lessen the blow or just to be prepared? It's to, it is, it's like covering, it's just the knowledge. It's like, um, it's like when you go to a foreign country and you read up maybe on the areas that you shouldn't visit because they're a little bit dangerous. It's just like preparing yourself um, to enter this foreign space, this new zone, and just do your research read up on it and, and, and be in the know what was your submission style a lot of writers we like ask our agent or our agent asks, asks us what we prefer to hear would you yes. prefer radio silence or would you prefer to hear every rejection <laughs> and know exactly yeah. what was wrong with your book 
So, like, right. what, what did you ask for from your um, agent? I, so Taylor said, she said exactly what you've just said. The some writers want this and some writers want that. What would you like? And I said, I would like constructive feedback. So anything that um, I could, if the book, like, didn't sell, anything I could compile and then uh, use to direct my next round of edits. Um, I also said that I wanted to hear as and when news came through. I know some people wanted to hear on one day, like maybe a Friday at the end of the week. I wanted to hear just as and when because I thought that it would be quite surprising, like pleasantly surprising, like I've just come home from work. Um, so I did start working a little bit during the submission window. Um, and I've got like an email on my phone and it's Taylor checking in to say that um, so-and-so from whatever publishing house is reading at the moment or so-and-so is getting second reads or even so-and-so has stepped aside at this at this point. That's what I wanted, just random. Whenever feedback came in, send it my way. As long as it wasn't, you know, we've already published a book um, like this this month or we wish that it had been like this, 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 and this instead. I didn't really want to hear anything that wouldn't be constructive. I was kind of the opposite. Um, my mental health wasn't great at that point. Um, so I was like to my agent, I'd rather hear just um, the good news. So I knew yeah. that that might mean that I would be sitting in silence for weeks. Um, yeah. But I wasn't in the place where I could hear so much bad news at once. So I just said, yeah, I don't want to hear anything but like the good news. Um, and if I want to hear the bad news, I'll ask like maybe like once in a while, like, so how many rejections? But um, okay. I ask for the good news. Um, yeah. And do you have any tips for writers going on submission? Oh, everyone says that you work on something new. I couldn't. We were going through sort of, we were going through a bit of a family thing um, at the time. Like I had a relative who felt quite ill and um, I was sort of, we were just really busy. So I didn't really have the mental capacity to focus on something new. But what I did do was I was active. I was cooking. I was teaching full time at that point um again and it just kept me really really busy I was thinking about another project and the thinking process is just as important as the writing process for me but I couldn't I couldn't mentally write that on top of everything else that was going on I would just say if you like me couldn't write at the time work on your author website um do that take up a hobby do some diy um go out and see your friends neglected while you've been <laughs> in editing turmoil um and oh create a private twitter group instead of uh, so you can keep track of, of editors but make sure it's private <laughs> and then you can go on their pages and see if they've posted about you if you're the type of person who likes to sort of keep an eye on everything that's happening I did make one of those private pages but only for maybe a week or so and then I deleted it um, because again mentally I just couldn't keep checking that every day I think that's really good advice I feel like getting a hobby that doesn't involve submission or writing is really good because sometimes you feel so overwhelmed um, yeah. by the whole process and yeah. it just makes you feel so like mentally unwell, um, constantly being in this kind of prison of like people critiquing your mind and your work. So um, some people say that you should work on something new, but not everyone's able to energy wise. No, and like you said, it is like being trapped in a prison. It's also incredibly lonely. Um, you're not 
technically it's a bit like fight club um what goes on you don't talk about it so you don't broadcast who you're being subbed to or that you're even on submission really like i was told to not to not to not talk about it publicly um which is smart because it saves you from having lots of people messaging you constantly actually that's another bit of advice i'd add don't try not to post about it publicly for your own mental health um outside of all the professional reasons why you shouldn't because um i couldn't imagine having people message like hey how's submission going um, has your book sold yet? Hasn't it been like X amount of weeks or X amount of months since you went on submission? Are you worried it's not going to sell? Like those are questions that you don't really want to hear um, when you're kind of kind of bared your soul and it's being picked apart by professionals in New York. You don't you don't want that. So I would say keep it to yourself. Maybe tell a very small circle of friends. Um, I literally didn't tell anyone um until we knew until i knew that the book would sell then i told like two people same i did not talk about it in public at all i just kind of i just told like three friends um one of them was going on submission with me one of them had just come off submission um her book hadn't sold and the other one had just gotten an agent so um i kind of just told them because they're like close friends of mine and it was just like a nice place to talk about submission with um or just tell someone about the screaming in your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so advice I'd have is definitely arm yourself with information and um, expect nothing. Yeah, literally. It's just, oh, it's so much better for you mentally to just leave it to your agent that's why you have an agent um my agent is fantastic and they actually take the brunt of sort of rejections before they even come to you as well so they they're like the barrier and you can use them as a barrier and not hear anything you can use them as a filter to manage the information that you receive but definitely rely on your agent that's why they're there um like my agent was fantastic during the entire submission process even to just check in um if like a couple of days had gone by um, where we hadn't spoken to just say like you know like hang in there the trenches are tough um but i'm getting people contacting about second reads and so on and so forth she was just a really great um like support system during the entire window especially because i couldn't really flout it and i didn't want to to everyone what was happening so rely on your agent rely on someone really close to you um to just keep you sane because it's a crazy time 100 percent, and same my agent was amazing throughout the process i felt like i was very well supported so yeah. i never felt like i was alone or no anything like that and now the big question <laughs> what was submission like tell us all the details so i have a timeline i went and looked up all the emails and it was really nostalgic in the best way for me because i realized that my current editor was the first editor to kind of respond in a way so on october 17th the book was sent out and taylor told me that almost all of the editors we had we had a relatively we had like a good size of editors who she sent out to for the first round. Uh, that's another thing, actually. So submission often happens in rounds. Um, if it doesn't sell during the first round, then your agent will do the second round. Sometimes they'll do edits in between if all of the editor's feedback is, is reading quite similarly and there's something in the book that needs to change before you go back out there. Um, 
So my book was sent out, editors had the manuscript, and then those who didn't, who hadn't responded, they had like pitches that Taylor prepared, waiting for them. Um, I got my first rejection on October 23rd, so that's five days after going out. Um, On October 25th, Alice, my wonderful editor, um, wanted, expressed how much she loved the book it was the it was an amazing email and I was sort of jumping up and down and yelling um at home she would be she'd already shared it with her team and and had second reads um and she wanted to take it to acquisitions but she wanted me to streamline my first act for world building terms um she was going to be away for a few days so we had some time to think um I had a call like a few days later with a different editor um and then my notes from Alice came in and then I had another call with a different editor and then after like the day after my second phone call we got our first offer and I missed Taylor's call so your agent will call you with fantastic news and she sort of she like cold called me and I had missed it because I didn't have Skype on my phone and then she emailed me like when you get a moment call me um, and I rang her and she's like, congratulations to the first offer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually going to happen. I'm really going to be published. And it was the most surreal feeling. Um, was it the same for you, Frida? Just kind of like you floated out of your body. <laughs> I did. I was just like screaming internally. And my friend looked at me like, are you okay? Because my friend came to stay with me from London when it was happening. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fine. I just didn't tell her what was going on. I was like, I'm perfectly fine. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, it was, I didn't, I, I had, did I tell anyone I got an offer of rep then? I don't even know if I shared it with anyone yet. But um, after that phone call, the notes came through from Alice and then another editor wanted to talk. So I'm on three, this is my third phone call now. Um, and then... I got an offer from, no, and then I had a, another phone call with someone else and Alice, I did my edits for Alice and she and her team read them, loved them and were going to be taking my book to acquisition and at this point I was like to Taylor, I was like, wow, we've got a lot of agents interested, does this mean it's like going to be an auction? And she was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said agents, editors, right? Editors, yeah. Sorry, thank you. Um, I'm getting my call. Remembering it. Um, and she was like, uh, yeah, it's it's going to auction. And that was, again, super surreal. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, I'm just freaking out a little bit. And then I had like, another phone call, and then I had my, a call with Alice. Um, and I, I mean, they were all great. This is another thing about submission. It's tough because you'll speak with the editors and they're all off like I didn't even get that far when I was thinking about querying for me it was about writing a good query and a strong manuscript and then getting an agent and then I didn't kind of let myself think about what happens after you get the agent because that was the like the first huge milestone that I was working towards um so you don't really think about editors as being people, kind of. But I spoke with all the editors, and I loved them. They were funny, and they were human. <laughs> they being gatekeepers to publishing. They were very normal. They had interests like like theatre and food and, and different types of books. And we had discussions about why I wrote my book and 
what influenced me and what books I like to read and what I did in my spare time and stuff. And all the calls ran like really long, um, which made it really, really, really tough. And I spoke with Alice and she was really bubbly and funny. Um, and I had I think, one more call after that. And then the auction sort of got underway. Um, and it was, it was just really surreal um, to know that so many people want to stand behind you and that they've teams of people have read your book and something that you've written often often alone um and you know and then you get your agent and then you're part of a team and my yeah so we were on we were on it sold uh, the auction lasted for a few days and then i had to pick which was awful and this ties back to the fact that you'll love your editors uh, hopefully they'll be really lovely people and it would be a delight to work with any of them um and it was it was it was a tough decision i asked for a day to think about it um and taylor and i went back and forth and i was like i just don't know what to do blah blah, blah. um but I, I I made my decision, and then it was it was history. I was going to be going with Alice at Harper Teen, which was like a dream publisher for me as well. That's amazing. And by the way, guys, Shannon is going to be published in the UK and the US. So could you take us through like your UK timeline as well? Yes. Um. So my UK, I was sent on submission like a week after the US submission. And that was different because some of the publishers wanted world rights um, and some of them, like Harper, for example, we'd substitute Harper for North American. And then in the UK, um, like we'd also subbed to Harper. Um, so I... It took maybe like a couple of weeks after everything was wrapped up with the year. Well, not wrapped up because contracts take forever. Um, but after the auction had ended and I'd decided who I was going with, there was like another two weeks. And then I spoke with um, my now UK publisher, Hockey Books, and I loved them. So they've got translation rights. That was something I didn't get. And I, I asked, I was like, you're going to be just changing spellings on stuff and sort of handling like uk events hopefully that i'll get to go to um and they're like yeah and i spoke with i've got two editors for for at hockey um and they're just lovely really excited about the book um carla one of my editors is, is from um, an island in the caribbean as well her heritage and um yeah they're a really great publisher like i met um, PR and marketing at Yauk um, earlier in the summer, and and yeah, so that was that was I didn't I wasn't really I think the US hair was a lot busier in terms of buzz, and the UK was a little bit quieter in terms of like emails and contact and stuff. Um, but yeah, yes. <laughs> and how long in general did the submission take? I know it took very short for you. Um, it was very very quick and amazing so yours was faster yours was like one of those where they'd write an article about you and they'd put overnight success <laughs> i feel like that was very shocking because obviously yeah. you hear about all of um these things happening but yeah i'll, I'll talk about mine after but like um 
Just like, um, this is all about you. No, this is about us because submission, it varies. So, it, it, you know, my experience is mine and yours is yours and the next person's will be theirs. So it's, it's great to have cover all bases. But yes. So I went on sub on the 17th and I had, everything was wrapped up by November 15th, I think. So just so, under a month. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, it was like a whirlwind. Because I was like you, I wasn't expecting to hear anything quickly. Um, I had like, so when I was picking my, when I had like, um, I was picking my agent and I went to like a cafe in London with, uh, with a UK agent and she was saying some stuff about the UK market for YA. That was a little bit daunting. Um, so I kind of wasn't really expecting, like, a UK sub to be, I just, I wasn't, I had even, I wasn't expecting anything, but I had, like, even less expectations for the UK, um, so it was, it was, it was pretty wild, um, and just really, really, it's like a really filling feeling, like a fulfilling feeling that these professionals believe in your work enough to sign you up. Um, and it's not like a, a short-term thing because the book, my book doesn't come out until Jam 2021. Um, but I, I started talking with my editor pretty much straight away. Um, and then my UK publisher, obviously I met some of them at Yauk. So it's it's really cool that they warm to you Um knowing when you know especially that it's a relationship that's going to be lasting for quite a few years it's just it's a really i don't know a really sweet feeling yeah i agree like a mushy person and then people will read my book where there's like all the backstabbing and like (laughs) fighting and stuff and they'll be like disparity (laughs) (laughs) who are you yeah i don't know (laughs) I got deep. Yeah, it did, and I'm so disappointed in myself. Like, oh, um, soft. My agent said something similar, actually, about the UK market before we went on submission. She was saying how um, difficult it can be sometimes to sell in the UK versus the US, mm-hmm. um, especially as a woman of colour. Yep. So um, I was even more like, my expectations were so low, like they were in hell, level low. <laughs> <laughs> my expectations were sitting with Satan. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to go to uni and pretend this is not happening because, yeah. Um, And I went on submission. I'm I'm so happy for you. Go on, sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I went on submission September 14th, which was a Friday. And my agent just sent me, like, an email saying it's all out. And I was like, oh, God, this is it, really. Like, this is all of my hard work and this will determine whether or not I'll ever see it in book form. And um, then on Monday, after the weekend had passed, I got my first um, kind of email, like, um, I read it over the weekend, I loved it, and I'm taking this to acquisitions. And then um, the Tuesday, I got an email from my now editor, Becky Walker, and she said she loved it, she read it over the weekend, and she's just going to second reads. And then I got a few more um, updates um, about people loving it and wanting to talk on the phone and taking it second reads and acquisitions and 
by my birthday, I actually don't, I didn't really um, take note of the dates because it happened very quickly. And also around that time, I was also, um, I wasn't busy, but at the same time, I kind of had things going on because I'm the, I was the ACS president of my university, vice president. Yeah. Um, ACS is like African Caribbean society. So it's like the no, black I society. I mean, yeah, but like, just in case for the people who are like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> I was elected the vice president. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Um, so we were like planning stuff. So I was kind of in between two things. And my birthday was coming up and I planned a trip to Paris. So I was kind of like, that's how I kind of remember the timeline. I just remember that I had got my final like decision and offer um, just before I left for Paris, which was yeah. before my birthday. I'm born on October 14th. Um so I think around the same amount of time it took for the final kind of thing to wrap up. Um, yeah. I spoke to my editor on the phone and I also spoke to other editor and I instantly like uh, my editor, Becky, like all the other people were amazing. Um, but my editor, Becky, um, it just felt like this is going to sound so weird, <laughs> but it felt like she was the soulmate of my book. Oh, give me all the feelings. Go on, you mushy bugger. <laughs> I felt like she just got my book like more than I thought that anyone would because I just felt yeah. like um, I just felt like it's hard to get someone that easily like to get someone's mind like that because um, we're all individuals and we're also very very different and diverse so even with editing and um, the process it's been since I signed with her it's like she knows exactly what will make the book 10 times better yes so it's just it's amazing how um someone can be so suited for your story it is it's like you feel seen exactly yeah and all the little nuances and all the tiny things things that were also quite subtle that perhaps hadn't been like coaxed out as much as they could be that they can sort of spot those and and highlight those and you're like oh my oh my goodness yes i would love to do that or i see that too it is it's a really great relationship um to have your story is so great you're going to paris it just um, makes me think of the hills oh my god i've never watched the hills i'll just sum it up for you lauren doesn't go to paris going to paris is like essentially fulfilling your dreams like a metaphor essentially and you fulfilled that i was so sick so maybe it was not that great anyway oh. <laughs> well you've just shattered the illusion though. exactly I, I did visit oscar wilde's grave Oh, that was magical. I love Oscar Wilde. Me too. He's everything. He is hilarious. Oh, he's I, I literally die of laughter when I read his books. Like he's yeah. so funny. Yeah, we were talking about literature at the start before we started recording, and mm-hmm. I actually did study a woman of no importance when I was like A level English. Okay. Um, but my teacher was amazing, so it was it was an experience to get into the mind of Oscar Wilde. We studied um, an ideal husband at A level. And that's when I was yeah. introduced to Oscar Wilde. And I was like, this guy is making so many gay jokes. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Apparently that's the book that kind of sealed him getting arrested for being um, queer. Yeah. Because um, even I was like, wow, he does not care. He's just like making gay jokes left and right. And then I read his other book outside of class, um, mm-hmm. The Importance of Being Honest. And I was uh, crying. Yeah. It was hilarious. That's why he is... That's why he's the best. Exactly. He just, he just didn't care. Unapologetic. Yeah, that's that's my that's what I aspire to be. Me too. But I was born in England, so we apologise <laughs> for everything. Oh my god, we're so apologetic. It's so annoying. <laughs> oh, oh, I've just 
brush past you. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Like, what is it like having a US agent while you're in the UK? I, it's all I know, but I love it. Um, I guess I could speak more about Kayla as a person. She is super chilled um, and a, well, I said but really, but she's a fierce advocate for her clients. Um, LA is um, like eight hours behind or something, but um, she's just fantastic with communication. Um we speak on the phone, like, during submission. We were talking, like, I don't even know, maybe four days out of the week. Um, and then we would have calls, and I would chat back and forth with her about submission. She's very knowledgeable about the market, and she's just very reassuring. Um, it was totally different when I did edits for sub because I had this direction from her, um, and it's direction that I... I thrive with like I don't really want someone who's going to be like do this and do this and do that um I really like how she is I really like how she phrases her her edits um her notes um she's just cool she's just so cool and that like rubbed off onto me during the submission window so I was quite I was nervous but it wasn't kind of like that heart pounding anxiety because she was just so reassuring um yeah just chilled she sounds lovely and she just seems really nice on twitter <clears throat> she is she's very oh, she's just so cool <laughs> that's all i can say but she's a shock <laughs> like don't let the la like cool vibe throw you off like i said she fights for her clients and you know, she's out here making waves. I have so many agent sisters. Um, she's great. So yeah, it's all I, she's all I know. Um, but I really wanted a, a, a US agent. I read something actually on a UK like page that said when you sub to US agents, they think that you've lucked out with all the UK ones. Um, and don't sub to US agents, get yourself a UK agent. And there are great UK agents. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely wanted a US agent. Um, and I, yeah, super, super happy. We had our, it's been a year since I've been subbed. Next year will be, um, sorry, it's been a year since I've been with Root Literary. And next year will be two years. Yeah. I feel you on the whole um, wanting a US agent. It's not that I necessarily wanted one. I just thought that I would have one because in the UK, things aren't diverse at all. Um, and it's quite archaic. Like, I'm sure that some um, some literary agencies still ask for you to send by letter. Physical, by le- physical letter, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 they do. So we're quite behind still in terms of everything. So I never mm-hmm. thought I would have... Uh, UK agent but I still had agents on the list I wanted to create people that I really thought would be amazing my agent was one of them and um, the reason I just thought I would have a US agent is because of how diverse the lists are in the US and how yeah. much more they're it's on Twitter open and less kind of timid like um, I heard some stuff about sort of changing your book to kind of suit the market instead of keeping its essence as it was um so yeah so i wanted a u.s agent where the market is a little bit bigger and uh, even though it's like white fantasy is getting a little bit convoluted um according to 
some people. I'm ready for all the YA fantasy, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, all the YA in general. It, it, it just seemed like there was more opportunity. In the US. I feel like, yeah. I think in every creative industry, people of colour specifically feel that way. And it's reality. Like, um, Daniel Kaluuya, who is... Um, he was in Get Out and he was in Black Panther. I love Get Out. He's amazing. Oh, Get Out's amazing. Obviously. Yeah, it is. But he was saying how a lot of UK <clears throat> people have to go to the US to get work because the diversity and the the entry to the industry is so difficult, especially for people of colour. So yeah. it's just, it feels that way. And I think it's definitely a reality. I think with my agent and even some other agents that I know of, like, for example, um, Alice Sutherland Hawes, I hope I'm saying yeah, it right. Great. She's amazing. Um, also, my agent, I she's amazing. Yeah, your agent is amazing. She like actually my um, agent. I had already put her on my list ages ago. I was very very strategic with this kind of query list because I was like, I want to do this right. I want to go to agents that I absolutely would love to work with. So my mm-hmm. list was the smallest it had ever been. Um, but then I went on her Twitter to just stalk her as you do, and <laughs> um, she'd seen like the percentages of like people of colour publishing in the UK and she was like this sucks and she said she would talk to anyone she'll take them out to lunch and have a meeting about how she can help them wow kind of get into the industry and stuff so I saw all of that and I was like so not only is like her taste really great um but she also was doing something (laughs) for POC yeah no Hannah is uh she's like yeah she's a fantastic agent I followed her she like middle grade um the author of the like the dream catcher oh um abby elphinstone yeah i don't think that's the name of the book um i think it's i'm not sure because there's so many um books that i've got of hers quite a few yeah um so i followed her from that from abby um and she just seemed like a really lovely person so yeah no we we got we got lucky we have agents in our corner yes i'm very i feel very very um happy and almost privileged because i thought it was just normal to have a really good agent but i hear a lot of horror stories about people who have schmagents as you call them um (laughs) yeah there was something that came out um about an agent who was yeah it's just to have a really honest and a relationship where you feel like you can go to your agent with questions and queries is definitely rare it shouldn't be but you the more horror stories you hear the more you realize that actually not everyone has that integrity exactly and it's just so nice exactly Yeah. yeah um i feel like this is why it's so important to make sure you query people that you absolutely would love to um work with everyone i queried i would have loved to work with them even yes. I entered DVPit, and you're going to see it in a previous episode that's coming out. Um, already would be out by the time this goes up. Um, but even DVPit, I got over 100 likes, and I only maybe queried 15 agents from there. Yeah. And um, it's because I was so specific with it, and I had a list of people that I would absolutely love to work with. So I think you have to be very careful because some people, um, while they're like, they're okay people they're nice people they may not be the best agents mm-hmm. and it's a business it is a business and you do have to think with your head in some cases that's why i don't necessarily agree when um like in some cases you get the advice to query everyone like it's not over until you've queried everyone um 
yeah in some cases you might be surprised but really because it is a business and this is like your your partner essentially and you're going to be working together hopefully for a really long time you want to make sure that your visions align um um yeah especially editorially because you get some agents who don't like to who don't like to edit and um others who uh, are really sort of like fierce about all the rounds that you do before you even go on submission and, and so on and so forth so just you want especially because you're it's like a huge deal you're about to sign a contract um it's almost like <laughs> those cartoons when the devil it is <laughs> with the contract <laughs> and then the character's like well i don't know if i should sign this and then they're like you know what do you have to lose <laughs> you sort of want someone there who can hold your hand and be that angel on your shoulder and tell you whether it's a good idea or not and um and yeah so Taylor was great during submission is there anything you learned during submission that you want to share with everyone discuss advanced sizes it's in some cases it can foster jealousy not just with other people but you yourself could get jealous if you hear that someone else has got this huge advance and you didn't get a very big advance um just don't (laughs) um and also i mean would you really go around telling everyone what your sort of regular job pays you yearly um no keep it to yourself and the popular maxim i guess is that a submission is like fight to club you don't talk about what happens in fight club and i would just say like I said earlier, just really try to keep the pool who you share things with quite small um, for your own sake and your own protection um, and don't post about it publicly unless, I don't know, your agent's okay with that kind of thing. I would try to to keep it to yourself and keep busy to stay sane. Um, Don't be worried if it's not sold yet. Um, Like, everything is submission is sort of relative it varies from person to person um yeah that's i guess what i what i learned during submission lots of things and lean on your agent um they're there to sort of field um and like be by your side sometimes standing in front of you with a shield (laughs) during the submission process and like you know rely on them that's what they're there actually with the whole money thing um yeah don't share your advances it's just never a good idea um and advances are not like a measure of how good your book is it's more so how well they think it's going to sell in the market um like because the market's crazy and you never know what trends are it's nothing to do with you even books i love that are quiet books that probably didn't get a huge advance that i'm so happy were like published um there's always a readership and it doesn't say anything about the writer themselves no. or their book or their ability it's just sometimes a quiet book is not going to sell that much but it's still going to have a run like a lovely impact yeah and then vice versa you could get a you could be a quiet book you get a small advance and then your book goes off out and does fantastic things um i would say embrace the fact that you've sold embrace the fact that you're with an editor who gets your book um what was that statistic you gave about how many what was the statistic oh yes um around like 0.1 percent of people get an agent or like a book deal a book deal yeah less less than than that so celebrate that 
you will be published, that you're going to see your book in stores or that you're going to be able to tell people to download it in ebook form and they can listen to it in audiobook. Celebrate that um, because it's a fantastic achievement. Um, and it's, I don't know, because you're always going looking towards the next thing and publishing. Sometimes exactly, yeah. You can skip over those, these like huge occasions. So stop and... It's important you know, to celebrate yeah. each small thing. Slow down and just sit back and say, well, I'm going to be published. I'm officially an author. When I signed with my agent, I got like a unicorn cake. <laughs> It was great. It tasted lovely. And I just felt so happy because if I didn't celebrate it, then I wouldn't have appreciated how amazing that was. Yeah. So, yeah. And also, actually, something interesting that a lot of people don't know. Harry Potter was a quiet book that sold for nothing. Yes. Listen, I have read everything about JK Rowling <laughs> because I'm a Virgo. And when it comes to research, I take that very seriously. Um, she, it sold, it sold for like four grand, I think. And it Less than until- that less it wasn't until like a year and a half two years later that scholastic brought purchased um philosopher's stone for a hundred and five thousand dollars so and forking yeah yeah it was a small quiet book that people didn't think would go on to do very well which is you know just seems a little bit farcical now but no i love love reading about everything that happened with jk rowling i also think her agent i don't know it just seemed a bit it seemed a little bit rude how little they offered her um but whatever she's got the last laugh she has the last laugh she kept all her own audio rights and sells the or ebook or something and she sells the ebooks via Pottermore or whatever oh, so wow. she gets 100 she's retained 100% of those rights wow. because her publisher didn't own them That's so yeah she's just wow. laughing all the way to the bank really isn't she um I was going to say to do with that? Oh, actually, the UK advances are so different to the US advances. I might have to do an episode on that because I've heard things. Um, the UK advances tend to be extremely small in comparison. Yeah. Even like... Yeah. I saw this um, article that came out the other day. It was saying how a lot of authors here offered stuff like £1,000. I would just say that the UK is the harder market. I'm cutting out everything me and Shannon just spoke about. We were spilling tea and you'll never know about it. Haha. <laughs> 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 like we've literally spent like 15 minutes spilling tea. Yeah, you guys will never see this. They can't see anyway. They won't hear it, will they? Oh, shame. Hear it. Shame. Yeah, you're right. But um, thank you so much for being on this episode. We're going to gossip more now after the episode. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go and boil the kettle. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Could you like tell everyone your socials and everything? Yep. So thank you so much for inviting me, first of all. I was really nervous about doing this, but it's been so much fun. Um, my Twitter is at Shannon S. Um, I'll see if I spell my name C-I-A-N-N-O-N and then my Instagram is at author Shannon Smart 
or Shannon Smart author, I forget which one. Thank you for joining. I'm so excited to put this up. Um, and I hope you guys found this useful.